Welcome back to another episode of Relish the Journey, your podcast about the many different pathways of life and the stories that every single person has to share. I'm your host, Miles Biggs, and my guest today is my older cousin, Megan, who happens to also be sister of a previous guest of the show, John, back from episode nine, I believe it was. So now I'm making my way through the Philippex. Megan, thanks for joining me. Happy to do so, although the last name has changed. I know. I am now a happily ever Savner. That's there you and go. Beyond, thanks for having ha- me. Hash- hashtag it, right? Hashtag happily ever Savner. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's funny how that works, though. In your mind, I know your Savner is your last name, but right. are you like you know forever Philippec? Also in your brain, like you you identify like that. I would definitely say that it's ingrained in who I am, and that'll never change. But Savner is a cool, like, making my way and creating my own little, which we'll get further into, creating my own little family and having a new identifier has been kind of neat, too. Sure. I would say the strangest, albeit beautiful, but strangest moment for me where I was like, oh, and it hit my gut that I was no longer Philippec was, I believe, two years ago for Mother's Day, we did monogrammed uh, pullovers oh, for all yeah. of us girls. So my mom got one, Jessica got one, Kristen got one, and then they made Laura's, even though they weren't married yet, with an F in the middle, and I was the only one with an S, and I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so funny. that was kind of like a weird I'm sure it feeling is. like I a forever Philippec moment, but definitely happily ever a Sadner for sure. <laughs> so when you changed your name, did you make Philippec your middle name, or did you keep your middle name? No, no, I am Megan Elizabeth Savner, legally. Gotcha. See, Claire, she legally dropped her middle name and then made her okay. made Zotto her middle name and Biggs her last name. Very cool. So, I mean... I did not know that. It was a whole crazy process when we did it because it's it's kind of crazy because you could at any point as an adult just decide what you want to be named, too. I mean, people do it for marriage, but you could walk in and get a certificate and change your name to be, you know, chocolate-covered strawberries and... Imagine... Like, it's just, it's so wild that that's a thing. And you don't really think about it until you either become like McLovin or you get married. (laughs) So, I guess so. Chocolate covered strawberry would not be a bad way to go, though. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a stripper name, though. Now that I say that out loud, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a good one. <laughs> I might be more of like a twice baked potato kind of girl. Oh, there you go. Nice. I tend to choose savory over sweet, but that works. That's funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I didn't expect to go down here, but since we're in this rabbit hole, let's go further. Um, was there ever a moment when you weren't sure if you would change your name or take Rich's last name, or were you always just dead set on changing it? I was pretty. I don't know if adamant is the right word, but I was not that I was ready to part with Philippec, but I was ready to become Savner wholeheartedly. Sure. So um, it obviously changes, I feel like, on Facebook because that's so instantaneously, like the very next day. And then going through the motions of making sure it was on my license and getting all of that done. I think one of the last things to get done which, funny enough, he didn't give me a hard time, but it was like, could you change your outgoing voicemail, please? <laughs> that was one of the last things That's funny. to convert because we very easily can go in and like credit cards, debit cards, you can get those kind of reprinted on the spot with all of your new info. Right. So once the license was changed, um, I did everything and switched it over, but cell phone was one of the, yeah, the outgoing voicemail was one of the last things to go, but definitely wholeheartedly embrace the Savner portion for sure. 
So in previous episodes of this thing, I've talked with a lot of people I went to college with. And the topic ultimately comes up of how there's like a threshold in life, right? Where you graduate high school, you go to college, and you have the choice to just say, I'm going to be this new person. Because just a break in time, you don't, you can shed who you used to be and then be this new person. It's sort of the same thing, especially when you change your name. It's a very real saying to the world, I am no longer Megan Philippeck. I'm now Megan Savner. So what would you say, are there any differences between Megan Philippeck and Megan Savner? Well, Megan Savner is a homeowner. <laughs> sure. That's a good one. Um, Megan Savner is a wife, I guess, first and foremost. I don't know that it was so much a shed of something old, but kind of an evolution into something new. I feel like I will always have different facets of who I am. Like if I were to say an affirmation, I am a blessed daughter. I am a loved sister. I am happy to be a cousin to so many. I am a good friend. And just wife is another one of those titles and it just becomes a part of who you are i'm certainly no expert celebrating just two years i would say far from it but that identifier is something i treasure and so i guess that's why it wasn't tough to transition as far as the name was concerned right because you kind of rolled all into one yeah and having those identifiers and being so proud of them like sister friend cousin niece daughter sure school employee at Freehold Borough, like all of those (laughs) things that wrap up and make me who I am are pretty damn cool. And I worked hard to get here. So I definitely take each title with a sense of pride and accomplishment for sure. Good. As you should. I'll make Rich smile when he listens to this. (laughs) You're (laughs) hoping that he smiles more than he cringes. Oh, no. He'll be be fine. We'll keep him out of the hot seat. (laughs) Um, And so you just talked about, you said uh, school employee at Freehold Borough. So talk to me about that. It sounds bad to say this might, I hope this doesn't come across bad, but when you think about family relationships, right? It's like, I know you, but I don't know you at this, like, yeah, like the daily we're, yeah. we're yeah. cousins and we see each other at family reunions and events and holidays. And I know enough to, and <clears throat> I've known you for so long that I'll always feel close to you, but I don't know Megan Philippeck, the friend and some of these identifiers you've talked about of how you are out in the world every day. So what is your job? What is it like? Why, why do you love it? I mean, let's, let's go down there. Sure. I am technically in a freehold borough school right now, but what's pretty cool about how I'm placed this year is that I am hired through the county, hmm. which okay. is pretty neat and comes with all of its own perks and has job security at the very least um, for the moment. And I am placed currently in a seventh grade self-contained classroom. So what does self-contained classroom mean? So they are, it's just 10 students and an 11 pushes in, but it's the kids who need not just push in and pull out help for certain things. They need an everyday, very regimented all in one space, all at one time, teacher teaching them all of the subjects. Gotcha. So rather than change for classes, like for science, for social studies, for math, they have an individualized lesson plan that accommodates their learning style and has one person, or in my case, like I'm the para, so there's two of us in there now, who they come to trust and learn from that knows how they need to learn. Right. So it's in, I guess, a large group setting. Small group would probably be like three, four, five kids. 
but all 10 of them are in there with the exception of lunch and their VAPA period, which is like a special. Okay. They're in with us for all the subjects. When you say push in, pull out, makes me think of wheels. Like are these, are they in wheelchairs? Is this like a special need? No, 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 <laughs> sorry. So they, um, so sometimes students have somebody push in and give them extra assistance in say language arts. Or if they need a smaller group because they get lost in the sauce of a group of 20-something, right. they get pulled out three or four at a time I gotcha. for a math lesson. Right. Yeah, no, nobody is physically impaired in this room. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's neat. So how do you end up there? Is it something you always wanted to do? Is this where you thought you'd be? Not necessarily, but it is kind of feeling this year like... God giving me what I need instead of what I thought I wanted. Sure. So last year through Moesk, so through the county, I was placed in a preschool classroom, and that was really neat. And then this year, it was kind of like a my contract was renewed. I got a little bit of a raise, and so that was cool. But I was waiting, waiting, waiting kind of for the other shoe to drop. Sure for where I would be placed because I knew I had job security, but I just didn't know where I'd be put. And so they decided that this year I would be in the seventh grade, which I heard through the grapevine that I was chosen for this teacher in particular because I was a strong instructional assistant. So I think the powers that be were confident that I could come in, work collaboratively with this teacher and make sure that the students got the strongest possible instruction. So that was extremely flattering. And being with these kids now for almost a month, I know that I was led down a path that I needed, not necessarily that I wanted. And these 11 kids are just, I swear we could write a book. They're (laughs) hysterical and they are willing and eager to learn. So that helps make the job not feel so... Right, like a job. Job-like. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like work all the time. That's great. Yeah. So this is what yeah. you needed. What did you think that you wanted? What did You pictured something um, different then. I have really thrived in an early education setting. So I think preschool or kindergarten maybe would have felt like the very best fit. But this is pretty awesome too. And it has opened my eyes in a very short time to a lot of really awesome techniques and strategies in the classroom that I wouldn't have gotten from any other cooperating teacher. The woman that I'm with right now is beyond brilliant. And I'm lucky to be with her. That's awesome. Yeah. So you teach kids. Yes. And we alluded to it earlier, but you are <laughs> in the process of creating your own child. You're, you said yes, 20, 20 weeks pregnant. You said we weren't hitting record, Yeah, so right? tomorrow I'll be 21, but yeah. 21. You can drink, yeah. but not really. <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> so having gone through this, believe it or not, Mason will be nine months old tomorrow. Oh, wow. So he'll be out as long as he was in, which is kind of crazy to think about. Wow, yeah. Um. So I've gone through it from the guy's perspective and certainly spoke to Claire about her perspective the whole time, probably more than she wanted me to because I'm I'm that annoying guy that's always like, what are you thinking right now? What are you thinking right now? How does this feel? (laughs) So I could ask you some questions now, but what's it been like? I mean, I feel like most women just glow about what it's like to be pregnant. Have have you been loving it, hating it? Just walk me through it. Well, if you can indulge me, I was 
kind of trying to dance around it, but in the vein of getting what I needed as opposed to what I wanted, sure. I really feel like, not that I won't miss them dearly, but I just feel like if I was in a preschool setting this year and then had to leave in January for my maternity leave, it would have killed me because I feel like in that early childhood education setting, continuity of care is so important and not that it's not for these seventh graders but I just feel like by the time January rolls around that they will be very well equipped and that at 11 12 and 13 years old you are a little bit more resilient in terms of what you're building as a learning style so I really feel like departing in January it'll be tough but not as tough And so that's why I think a seventh grade classroom, aside from the non-miniature furniture and the up down (laughs) from the carpet and the crafts and the, the everything that they need at four years old, this is what I needed as a pregnant woman. Makes sense. So, but diving into that and how that experience has been as a first time mommy to be it's certainly been I I can't say it's been entirely sunshine and rainbows but it has been absolutely wonderful I feel like I'm the kind of person who can relatively speaking go with the flow but not knowing what you like you don't know what you don't know until you go through it (laughs) and it has been absolutely wonderful it has sort of forced me in the most beautiful way to be present and to savor even what's difficult or painful because I realize that I'm the vessel for a miracle. So going without a sub sandwich and going without a hot dog with mustard on it, which (laughs) I never, I swear I'm a hamburger girl, but I can't get a hot dog with Golden's mustard out of my brain sometimes and it kills <laughs> funny. Me because I would never like crave that crave that but knowing right. I can't have it coffee just doesn't taste right anymore and that used to be a daily indulgence sure um so that's been a little yeah have you gone weird. like complete caffeine free out now or no no when I met with my doctor she kind of looked at me and she was she raised her hand a certain level off the desk she was like this amount of caffeine is okay. And then she raised it a little bit taller. This amount of caffeine, not so much. (laughs) But like, then when I went, when we heard the heartbeat for the first time, she was like, never feel bad about what range it's in. Because some mommies are very caffeinated mommies and some mommies go cold turkey. And some, she was like, never feel bad about that. But I kind of, I do feel like if I don't have something, I get like a little bit of a headache and I'm trying to not do Tylenol, even though that's all we can do. And that's I've been told that that's perfectly safe. Right. I'm not proud to say it, but at 29 years old, I was getting caffeine withdrawal headaches. That's if I real. Didn't have it. That's, that's, but a, that's now an it's issue every American faces if they were to stop yeah, drinking right? coffee. Yeah. <laughs> But now it's just like, okay, do I need that unsweetened tea right now before I go to school? Or do you, maybe I'll want a cup of soda with dinner. Like, I really, I'm okay with managing my one cup a day. And isn't that interesting where I come across this now and it's funny how we put other people's health up on a pedestal higher than our own. Like, we are so stupid crazy about what makes him eat. Like, we bought a baby bullet and we're making his own food so it's organic and there's no preservatives and all that good stuff. And then we're sticking 
a freaking frozen pizza in the oven for us to eat. <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of funny when you step back and look at it, like, well, I should do that with me too. But it's, I don't know, it's it's different when you're making that decision for yourself and now you're making a decision for somebody else, the decision you make for somebody right. else. So yeah, that's it's funny. it's not unlike what I'm doing in my caffeine limitation. Not that that's something that would over, like I, I never really had, Richard will laugh at this part. I've never had trouble sleeping when juiced up on caffeine before being pregnant. And now it's like limiting to my one cup or can't have this, shouldn't have that. I should only be doing fish or something that might have a trace of mercury in it once or twice a week. Like that awareness is the same thing you're doing now that Mason's been on the outside for as long as he's been inside. But those are those like beginning parenting decisions oh, yeah. that I feel like I'm hyper aware of, even though mine is still on the inside. And so that level of responsibility has certainly made a difference in deciding like, okay, this doesn't feel like a sacrifice. It's a choice on purpose for the health of my peanut. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Is that your nickname for, I'm going to say it, because I know you guys aren't going to find right, out. We're not, yeah. I tend to say peanut, like, so before I felt my first flutter, which was last Tuesday. Which, how crazy is that? Insane. We can double back to that. It's I so would nuts. happily expand, but I'll never forget it. I was right outside of our bathroom, like, standing in the hallway. I was completely alone in the house, and I wasn't sure. I was like, is that you, Peanut? And I thought about it and, like, said it because it does feel very gender neutral in terms of, like, a pet name. Sure. We've kind of been rocking with Baby Sav. There you go. But Peanut is kind of like, I I own that one. I feel like I've been saying it a lot more. And then... It was not yet because that moment on Tuesday was positively unmistakable, tear-jerking, whole nine. And now it's just like awesome. And it was a whole week before we could time out Richard getting to feel it. And he did for the first time last night. So you're kind of catching this podcast on an awesome day (laughs) (laughs) that I can share that. (laughs) It's amazing. And it's crazy how they hear you and feel you like you feel them. I mean, we... So when Claire was eight months pregnant with Mason, we sold our house and moved into a one-bedroom apartment with our dog while our house that we're in right now is being built. And so we're surrounded by like crap everywhere. And, you know, we had one baby book that we had out for some reason. Everything else was packed in storage. So I read Make Way for Ducklings a million times to Mason when he was inside. And then it was crazy how when he was outside then and crying, 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 as a little baby, the only thing that would calm him down would be if I read that book. And it was just no the, the syncopation, because they don't know words yet, but it must have just been the rhythm of my voice. He knew it was familiar and it calmed him down for that book. So it's something, I mean, you guys could try it now, but they definitely hear you and feel you just like you feel them. And then it's, it's weird when they're out and you recognize those little things. Even you calling it peanut now, if you keep consistent with that, it's something that'll carry forward and it's wild. And it gets even yeah. crazier the more pregnant you get. I remember just watching TV, looking over at Claire, and then you see like a hand like pop out. Right, or an elbow. Yeah, and you're like, like yeah, whoa, what is that? Yeah. yeah, right? It's wild. Mm-hmm. So any food aversions? You said you were craving a hot dog that you would never eat. But for Claire, she just couldn't eat meat for like a month. Just the smell or taste of chicken or anything would like make her want to throw up. Has there been anything weird like that that was an opposite um, of a craving? 
No, I, I wouldn't say a complete aversion, but again, unanticipated. I didn't know that I was ever going to deal with this. The heartburn is gnarly. Oh, yeah. I believe the hype, ladies. It 100% <laughs> is a real thing. I don't know. I, I know there's like myths about how long into the pregnancy something like that might last. And, oh, your ba- baby might have a lot of hair on its head when, when he or yeah. she is born. It's all myths. So I've kind of been more strategic about, well, is this going to give me heartburn? Like I can short term be bummed that I can't have something that I think will give me heartburn. But long term, I'm like, I am saving myself from hours of esophageal pain. Oh, and yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Claire so, got um, ended up with carpal tunnel towards the end. Oh, boy. Which is another thing. It's so crazy how your body it just changes and then yeah. changes back. Like her feet got bigger and then shrunk back. She had carpal tunnel and then it went away. It's just nuts. Like it's an amazing thing. Guys yeah. are complete wusses. Like <laughs> I'm a firm believer after watching a woman go through pregnancy that we all like guy, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Guys would not be able to handle it. As tough as we think we are, it's insane. So right. shout out to moms everywhere. Woo-hoo. I said to Claire after she gave birth and I, wa- I mean, so the hospital we were in was like a family friendly oriented hospital. So they wanted the dad in the room assisting with delivery and then the baby stayed in the room the whole time afterwards right so afterwards when it was all done and i was there for the whole thing i said to claire jokingly it makes me want to go up to every woman i see with a baby and shake her hand and just be like congratulations you did it like you made it yeah because it's just nuts it's and nothing anybody can tell you or stories they share can ever prepare you for it because every situation is unique but it's just an incredible just you can't put it into words that experience and then the joy afterwards just getting to watch someone learn to be a human yeah it's pretty crazy yeah i i keep saying like aside from all of the other stuff like for example the back pain or i really started to like i definitely started to pop and knowing that that's going to get bigger slash worse or that the back pain or the swollen feet or what have you i just i really I'm trying to stay present and take it in stride because I know I'm the vessel of life's greatest miracle. And I'm just quite literally along for the ride. And that it's pretty, that's pretty awesome when you stop and think about it too. So it really is. Yeah. You guys doing the app where you can see like it's the size of a certain vegetable or fruit or something. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's been pretty neat. I really like my app. It's called Ovia, O-V-I-A. Yeah, that's what we use. Oh, did you? Yeah. I didn't even know that. So funny enough, I was getting my nails done and I wasn't even 10 weeks yet. So I think maybe just my parents knew at this point and I just blurted out to a stranger because I overheard her talking about her daughter and so she was going to be a first time grandma and thrilled, thrilled, thrilled. So I'm getting up to pay and she's right next to me and I was like, so she's due on da-da-da, right? And she was like, yeah, how'd you know? I said, because I'm eight weeks along, and that's right around. So she was like, oh, my God, you got to get on this app. She just loves this app, and you got to <laughs> do that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So it was probably a couple days later that I signed on to the app, and I really like it because I don't know if this was still a feature or if it's updated since, but not only does it break down 
what vegetable if you decide that's what you wanted i think there's like a french pastry theme and there's another one that's like objects but in the other three quadrants it's what is baby doing right now and then it's followed in short by what's up with mom right now which i really like oh yeah and then it gives in real time what the hands and feet of the baby look like so it's almost as if the baby was palming or putting their foot at newborn size up to the phone. Yeah. But then it shows how teeny tiny it is right now. And I just think that that is the coolest thing ever. I think that that's really neat because it's almost like, hey, baby, that's what that's what it looks like in there right now. Yeah, we, <laughs> so, had, this, we had the same thing. And so yep. for people listening, it's O-V-I-A, if I remember correctly, is the spelling. Yep. And what I liked about it as a guy was I could read what was going on with the baby, which was really cool. Like growing fingernails or the eyes move from the side of the head to the front of the head or just crazy stuff Uh you don't even realize going on in there. But then it gave me a heads up about what I could expect to see in my partner that week with mom might be a, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, good to know. And then, or this week you should eat red meats for iron or things that are important. It gives you those tips. What? Shut up, because that's what look, we were talking about where we would meet halfway. So Laura yeah. and I met for dinner, who is John's wife, who was on the podcast, yeah. my sister-in-law. And I was like, any other suggestions? She was like, no, I'm totally good without back. I was like, okay, well, that's a double thumbs up from mama, because it says that my red meat consumption would probably be a little bit more of a craving, because your iron should be a little bit higher now moving forward. It's crazy, isn't so it? That's the, that literally just happened, which is what I like about the app, too, because... Because most often it hasn't been a heads up for how I'm about to feel. Usually it's like, a, okay, you're not crazy. This is what's been happening right. in the past three to four days, which has been extremely reassuring, especially because at this point in the pregnancy, I'm only seeing my OB once a month. So having that app, that little friendly sidekick every Friday has been huge and is such a good definitely like a head check and like a checkup for me just mentally being able to see and read and comprehend in bite-sized portions about what's going on in there yeah i agree i mean Claire, you said the same thing, and it was it was cool for me too. We, used, I remember waking up every Friday morning, I'm like, "Can I read it? Can I read it? Is it up there?" <laughs> it was cool. So yeah. you're about halfway through at twenty, more than halfway mm-hmm. through now. So I always ask people this advice sequence of two questions, and I'll, I want to phrase it with you in the in the, the the terms of pregnancy, I guess. So, okay, the best piece of advice you've received, and the best piece of advice you could give. Now you can answer it for pregnancy or just life in general. Most of the times I ask it life in general, but since we're on this topic, it's you I'm sure you've learned by now that when you're pregnant, everybody tells you all the advice you want to hear, whether or not you want to hear it. Right. <laughs> so yep. if I'm asking you for it now, if you had to talk to everybody out there that just found out they're six, eight weeks pregnant, what's mm-hmm. what's a nugget of wisdom you could pass on? I think ugh, it's even though it's like such recent past. In the very beginning when we were starting to tell people, and really it's it started out as just our parents and then siblings and then aunts. Like we were very, particular doesn't seem like the right word. We were just very... Strategic. Yeah. And, and I think the best piece of advice is probably twofold. I think very early on, I 
tried to center myself and make sure that I wasn't, I was taking unsolicited advice in stride, like the kind you don't really ask for, Right. Um, to definitely take that in stride. And then to be very aware and trust my gut as far as my parental decisions were concerned, those those initial parental decisions. Like, it was very important to me to wait to put it on social media, for example. And we just decided to do that at just over 20 weeks on Monday for our two-year anniversary. We made it like a little yeah, announcement that, yeah. that way. And that just felt like a very purposeful, parental, not burst the information bubble until I was ready moment. And that parenting decision was something I can definitely look back on and feel proud of. So I would say trusting your gut when it comes to these first couple parental decisions was number one. And number two was to take the unsolicited advice in stride. Yeah, sometimes so, you just got to let it let it go. Let it roll off your back. Yeah, yeah. And, and everybody's body is different. So everybody's pregnancy is going to be different. So you can get all the warnings in the world. But until it happens, it's it's just like making your own mistakes. You can be warned not to touch the hot stove, but until you touch it, you don't realize why you don't touch the hot freaking stove. Sure. <laughs> um, so, and then the second one was what advice would I give? Well, no, that was the advice you'd give. You just gave it. Oh. So, the best advice that you've received. Then, then I guess they're one in the same, Miles, okay. to be honest. Sure. Because I really... Yeah, I feel like that advice that I got was the best, so that's the best advice I could give. That works. Because I, you can't, pregnancy is not, really everything in life is not necessarily a soapboxy moment. You've got to allow every individual to experience their own reality. And though you could have comparable experiences, no two anybody's life is exactly the same. And it same would go for pregnancy as far as I'm concerned in my literal, like my halfway knowledge of it, (laughs) (laughs) halfway through knowledge of it. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's great answers. Yeah, I don't. No, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, You don't need to force it. Yeah, that's, it makes sense. Um, Yeah, definitely one in the same. So I forgot to ask this earlier, so I'll come back to it. Go ahead. Is there any reason why you guys chose not to find out? Like, is there, you just, just decided, ah, we'll wait? I mean, for me, I could not wait to find out if it was boy or girl. Like, <laughs> I would not have made it 40 weeks not knowing. So I'm just curious if right. there, if there is a, any, you know, any, I don't know, not say real reason. There's a reason, but if there's any big reason behind that. I wouldn't say there was a driving force behind the reason per se. Um, you definitely get one of two reactions. I feel like, People in our generation are like, oh, my God, are you nuts? I could never wait to find out. And then people who are kind of our parents' age and older are like, oh, my God, good for you. That's fabulous. And I just kind of, again, I take that like most things in stride when you get one of the two reactions. But I guess my rationale has kind of developed into number one, the room is yellow and I'm so okay with that. <laughs> so that gender neutral in and of itself. Sure. Well, and you can um, use gray as an accent color if it's a boy. That's right? exact, I, I registered for so much gray there you and go. white and cream and <laughs> that's cool too. Um, and I just feel like the more I focus on happy, healthy and 10 fingers and toes, the pink and blue does not matter. We've got our two names in place, and 
we're happy with those and keeping those secret i think i'll keep it to myself for now it's not a it's not a familial secret i would tell you in person but i don't know if i want no that's fine the whole podcast no i just i just asked that because that was something claire and i did we we didn't tell anybody we kept it to ourselves yeah and so that was something that we caught flack for from some people like why don't you just tell us what his name's gonna be already and we're just like no that's for us we want we just want to talk about parental decisions that was something that we chose to do so i wasn't sure if that was you were gonna do the same thing or if or where you're at, so that's fine. No, no, that's awesome, and and I feel like we are going to be the first to meet him or her, so the name isn't as isn't something that I I will keep like a tight tight secret because we will be the first, like we will have the best kept secret sure, yeah. <laughs> until it's time to say like, are you ready to meet your grandchild, niece, <laughs> sure. nephew, fill in the blank, whatever. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, definitely. It's it's. It's amazing how unimportant it becomes when you shift your focus to the health and happiness and oh, yeah. safe delivery, et cetera. So. It was funny. Part of the reason why I wanted to keep it a secret because I was like, what if we meet him and we're like, you don't look like a blank. Right. <laughs> yep. We uh-huh. got to change this. And everyone would buy stuff then with the name on it probably. And we'd be like, sorry, we changed our minds last minute. So mm-hmm. that's funny. I remember um, I actually have been blessed with both a niece and a nephew this year from my sisters-in-law. And when my nephew, whose name is Andrew, was still in his mommy's belly, my sister-in-law Mary, one of my nieces was like, okay, so it's going to be like, and she was between two names. And I think the rationale was just, we're waiting to meet him and see what he looks like. And it's not that she didn't process it, but she just came out with, I wasn't there when it happened. I was retold it, but I could totally see this niece saying it. She was like, so wait a minute. So if it comes out looking like Luke, like it looked, and and that's her brother. So if it comes out looking like Luke, are you going to name him Luke? (laughs) (laughs) That was the rationale. And she was between, I believe she was between um, Connor and Andrew and they decided on Andrew, but it was, it was so funny to your point. Like what if he comes out and he doesn't look like that? Yeah. I think having the, like not having two girl names, for example, in Q or two boy names in Q, because you know, it's going to be a boy or a girl, just having one selected or the other kind of just makes it, I don't know, this just happy surprise that I'm so looking forward to. Like, as a first-time parent, and I'm sure Claire felt the same way, even knowing the sex. Like, you are saturated with so much new and exciting information that I am just ready for that little surprise gift from God. (laughs) Boy or girl. (laughs) So we've held firm that unless there is a strong, like, medical reason to find out, we're going to let that be our little happy present at the end. Nice. That works. Yeah. Well, there's no great way to segue this. Normally, I pride myself I'm trying to find a great segue, but to go from (laughs) all pregnancy to this next, it's a question that I I make sure I ask everybody because I I really think it's a cool summation normally of the episode and of the individual is just asking, I'll ask you to describe your life for me in three words. And it can be three individual words or it can be a phrase that's three words, but like relish the journey is three words. I'm only giving right. you three. Wow. See, I knew I've, I've listened to the podcast, <laughs> so I knew this was coming, but did, right. how do you boost yourself for it? Um, perseverance. Okay. Trust. Got it. And oh my gosh, I didn't think this would be this hard. <laughs> it's all right. 
trust, perseverance, and love. How how can you, how can you live life without love? It'd yeah, be a very I, lonely I life. Those would be the three that I would. So perseverance, yeah, I, trust, I and love. Is concerned, yeah, I think you have to trust the process, persevere through the obstacles, and continue to love yourself and the people around you and what you've built. Otherwise, it'll come off the hinges pretty pretty quickly. Sure. I agree with yeah. that. So has there been a time when you didn't, that can almost be phrased as advice, the way you just phrased it. So oh. is there any, has there been, ever been a time in your life where you haven't followed that mentality of perseverance, trust, and love, where you went the opposite, you know, the opposite? Oh my gosh. Um, loaded question, fair <laughs> question, but I definitely, like, I don't know that 21-year-old Megan, 18-year-old Megan, 10-year-old Megan when, you know, I thought I knew exactly who I was and I would be a teacher and I would get married and I would like all those things that you imagine for yourself. You could ask me once this baby is born what my words are again. I, I really feel like in this moment on September 27th, those are the three words that I would frame my, I guess, life's philosophy or, or that's what I would base it around right now because sure. those feel so present and true for me. I would say it took a while to get here. Perseverance is, I don't want to get choked up, hashtag hormones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> grandfather actually squeezed me tight. Uh, Johnny and I, if you recall, graduated the same year from college. Yeah. So I kind of had to take a quote unquote victory lap. So it took me longer and I didn't even graduate with exactly what I thought I would graduate with degree wise. But he hugged me tight and he said, one word to describe your journey would definitely be perseverance. And I'm so proud of you. And it was just this private, almost secret. And I've never, ever forgotten that. Yeah. So I just really feel like he's good at you those. Have the strength. Oh, my gosh. He's good right? at and that's what I love that about him is he's good about making that with every single one of us, even though there is so many with yep. us. He's good at being not just the grandfather for the masses, but a, an individual grandfather for everyone. So, oh, yeah, for sure. That's so, awesome. won't soon forget that moment. And I definitely feel like with perseverance, you can achieve anything you put your mind to. Absolutely. Trust, I think, has a lot to do with relationships, the relationship you have with yourself, the relationship you have with God, the relationship you have with others. And love is beyond powerful. And I just feel like there's so much of that going on. There's so much love that I've always felt like I've had to give. There is love that I receive overflowingly and love for this new little life that I've created definitely keeps me present and keeps me going and just I'm, I'm looking at it right now from where <laughs> I, literally I'm looking at a sonogram second reading from my wedding actually it's a beautiful cross given to us by that same sister-in-law Mary and her husband Steve it was I believe an engagement gift but it has um, the reading from Corinthians on it with our names in it and That's it's nice. the biggest word on the cross, and it's love. And, and I really, I, it's not like I was looking around for my room for that third word. I was just kind of like, yep, there it is. It's ever present. Well, what I like about the three of those is that really it's cool that you ended on love subconsciously or consciously because when it comes to marriage and parenthood and being a wife and a mother and 
a friend and all started at the beginning with words to describe ourselves Mm -hmm. but love is really like the it's like perseverance plus trust equals love almost you know like you don't have the last one without the first two especially when you have your life partner and the journey that you're embarking on with parenthood is you're gonna have to persevere through some stuff that's not always fun and trust in one another and know that that love's there to ground you so it's they flow together beautifully (laughs) well isn't that great it is that's awesome (laughs) and i i really like you i knew that that question was coming and i still felt put on the spot but that's kind of why i do it though yeah you you put it right there yeah and that's a great observation too so definitely so i've asked you plenty of questions and i always end it with this just swapping of roles so if there are any questions you have for me now's your time to you know take the host spot and fire away is okay so let's let's just double back to that last question then okay your um obviously naming of the podcast is relish the journey yeah was there ever a moment where you thought like oh i'm gonna name it three individual words as opposed to choosing a phrase as your encapsulating like moment name i guess yeah 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 no actually um the name one of my really good friends i live with him outside of college for a little bit well, I was in college, but it was the summer of college, and we went to school together and swam together, and still close. And that's always been his mantra. And he was always he was always one of the guys that pushed me out of my comfort zone. You know, he'd wake you up on a Sunday morning, and be like, "Come on, we're going for an adventure. Where are we going? I don't know, man. Relish the journey." You know, he would just be like, "We're just gonna go for a drive and see what happens." And he got a tattooed on him the same time I got one of my tattoos. Oh, wow. And I was thinking about, I had the idea for like just what we're doing right now, who I want to talk to, what I want to talk about, just how everyone's got something to say because I was, I listened to a lot of podcasts and to me, I'm always struck by the big podcast, the famous podcast, it's famous people and they've all got these great things to say and they're billionaires giving you all their advice and it's, it almost seems unattainable, but I love the idea that everybody's got something to say everybody's got advice. They've all got something that happened to them that you can relate to, that you can learn from and grow from. Why don't, why isn't there a podcast about that? And I couldn't find one. And so I decided to create one. And then when I was coming up to the name, I was just like, man, well, what do I call it? (laughs) You know? (laughs) And then it just struck me one day that that would be, that's a perfect way to, to summarize it because it's, it's vague enough that as this thing ebbs and flows, I'm not stuck to just like, you know, three specific words. If it were like, you know, sports, TV and relationships and you had to stay in those three that right. it can live, laugh, love. Yeah. Like it can grow. Right. The the whole content can grow and still fall into the, that arc of the name. So that was, right. that was the reasoning Very behind neat. it. Very neat. Thanks. That, that was it. I think. Okay. Well, easy. Yeah. Enough. Cause I, I mean, I, Lord knows I'd probably have a million and one questions for, you and Claire off the air that I can't think of right now, but this has, <laughs> sure. been, this has been enlightening and, and a pretty neat experience. So thank you for the opportunity to spread a little bit of my love seeds around and, and share how I'm feeling. And again, another one of those great moments where I can be present in the now, the, yeah. the now that's excited to look at my app tomorrow and see what my paper plane sized baby evolved into and, <laughs> and uh, among other things so that's very, awesome. very cool and thank you again for asking me to be a part of it yeah you're very welcome and that'll do it for another episode of relish the journey 
Thanks again for all you listening, and thanks to Danielle, my audio producer, for making this sound wonderful. Special thanks also to Megan Saffer, my guest, and to the app Ovia, O-V-I-A. This is not an ad, they're not a sponsor, but it is a pretty cool app like Megan described. So for all you guys out there going through the journey of pregnancy, I definitely recommend checking it out. And I recommend you check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, RTJ Podcast. Shoot me an email at miles.rtjpodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts on this episode and others. And for a chance to be on the show if there's anything you want to talk about and if you could all rate subscribe to this thing wherever you listen to podcasts that'd be greatly appreciated helps get me up in those rankings which believe it or not i'm competitive and i'd like to be higher up there so give me a shout out until next time thank you i love you and relish the journey